Thank you, choir. Thank you, Pastor Edgar. Amen. Yes! <laughs> yes, Lord. Now that's what I'm talking about. Yes, Lord, for the rest of our days, the rest of my days. Can you, can you actually say that from down in the depths of your soul? Can you actually say that today and mean it? I mean, I say, yes, Lord, for the rest of my days. Can you say that with me? Yes, Lord, for the rest of my days. You know, that's just, that's just the way it is. Well, what is all this excitement about? Some people swaying back and forth and raising hands and, and all that stuff. What is the excitement about? Subdued excitement, but excitement nonetheless. What is it? Well, in a word, it's Jesus. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Good night, brothers and sisters. Why not get excited? He is risen. He is risen. He is risen. You know, we come to this fourth Sunday of Easter, the Easter celebration, on our journey from Ash Wednesday to Easter and on to Pentecost. We're on the fourth Sunday of Easter. He is risen. I'm sorry, I just can't help it. I'm excited about Jesus, and apparently I'm the only one. See, I'm excited about what Jesus has done for me. Because what He has done and what I have accepted has changed my life forever. I am brand new. I am not the same. I am connected to the Father, the true vine. I am connected and I am excited about it. He has changed everything. Let me tell you something about Jesus for your purposes this morning. Jesus is who you need. The Jesus that they sang about, the Jesus that I'm talking about, Jesus is the answer to what's the matter in your life. Jesus can turn your whole life around. Jesus can make darkness into light. Jesus can give you a brand new perspective. Jesus is consistent. He, is, he has never failed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus can make all things new. Now, who are you going to follow? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You know what? What is all the excitement about? Are you kidding me? It's Jesus. There's just something about his name. Jesus. The passage of Scripture this morning that we are going to look at as we praise and worship the risen Lord, for He alone is worthy, is found in John chapter 10. <clears throat> John chapter 10. As we travel this journey with Jesus from Easter now on to Pentecost, we are today with Jesus at the sheepfold. At the sheep pen, if you will. Jesus, the Good Shepherd. John chapter 10, let me read that for us and follow along as I read. John chapter 10 says, verse 1, I tell you the truth. Now, if you have a 
King James Version. By the way, the King James Version is 400 years old this year. Isn't that amazing? If you have a King James Version, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you. Here in the NIV it says, I tell you the truth. That is the Hebrew way, the Greek way of saying, Listen up. What I'm about to tell you is really important. I tell you the truth, Jesus said. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name <clears throat> by name, and never... Where, what am I doing here? And leads them out. Verse 4, when he has brought them out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, verse 7, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Father, shepherd us today. Speak to us, Lord, as we are on this journey with your Son. Teach us, Lord, today about your Son and what it's like to follow Him. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's say amen together. <clears throat> this passage of Scripture talks about the shepherd and his flock. His flock of sheep. You see, sheep need a shepherd. You know why? You know why sheep need a shepherd? And I, like sheep. I don't know how to say this. I don't want to offend any sheep that may be here today. But you know why sheep need a shepherd? Well, they're dumb. Sheep are dumb. If there is no shepherd to guide these aimless sheep... They go astray, they scatter, they get lost, they are easy prey for their predators. And without a shepherd, eventually sheep die. It's inevitable. It's what happens to sheep without a shepherd. It's no surprise when wayward sheep die a terrible spiritual death. Sheep need a shepherd, they're dumb. Now, I noticed that when I mentioned that, that, you know, sheep are, well, dumb, that a few of you chuckled about that. You thought, I did too. Until I read, you see, oh man, you know, look with me at, at, at Isaiah chapter 53, verse 6. It'll be on the screen. Just look, look at this. We all, okay, that, that, that's us. I mean, we could be included in that. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. Then we go to Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, and it says this. 
When he, Jesus, saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And in our passage this morning in John chapter 10, Jesus is referring to us, or it is, he is equating us with sheep. Did the Bible just call us sheep? Does that mean the Bible thinks we are dumb? Are we dumb? Only if we live our lives without being led by the Good Shepherd. You and I both know dumb people, don't we? Let me just say, I'm going to say this real quick. I'm going to say it real quick and move on. This past week, I was hit in the face over and over with dumb people. I haven't looked real quick, but some may be sitting here. I don't know. But, you know, we all know dumb people. As a matter of fact, I've walked down that path myself a few times. When you are following yourself, when you are not following the good shepherd, let me just say, brothers and sisters, well, let me see. Can someone help me with this? Listen to this. What do we call a person who refuses to be led by the good shepherd? All right, dumb, you said it. You see, that's right. So the Bible is correct. We, like sheep, are dumb if we're not following the good shepherd. Because, you see, if we aren't following the good shepherd today, we go astray. We scatter. We get lost. We are easy prey for our enemy. And without the good shepherd, we eventually die spiritually. In the scripture that I read for us this morning, John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10, the emphasis is not on the sheep necessarily in this passage of scripture. The emphasis is on the shepherd. The emphasis is on the good shepherd. Because when we follow the Good Shepherd, He makes all the difference in this world and the world to come. The Good Shepherd is the one who you should be following. But let's let's just ask the question. Who are you following today? Who are you following these days? See, we all need a shepherd. That's the nature of sheep. Sheep are dumb. They need a shepherd. We all need the Good Shepherd. Shepherd. Brothers and sisters, it is past time for all God's children, and I look around and I, I don't know, I don't see, I mean, I, I, I need my glasses, maybe, but I don't see anybody that would claim that they're not a follower of the Good Shepherd. I don't know. At least most of us here would, but it is, it is past time for us to pick ourselves up by the grace of God, accept the Good Shepherd, and walk in His steps. You know, it amazes me, it just absolutely amazes me how many dumb things God's people do. 
Because they're not following the shepherd. It amazes me. It amazes me how self-destructive we are. And then we wonder, what's the deal? Why can't I get ahead in life spiritually? Well, you can hear a pin drop. See, we all need the good shepherd. The good shepherd knows his sheep. Look at verses 3 and 4. The good shepherd knows his sheep. Verse 3 says, The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls, he calls, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Verse 4, When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. Boy, does this bless me. He knows my name. (laughs) I'm not just one of several billion to him. I just don't have a stamp on me that he says he's just one of the many numbers. No, to God, to the good shepherd, I'm Chuck, his child. He knows me. I'm I'm not that Chuck. Where are you, Chuck? I'm not that Chuck. He knows that that Chuck, and we're different. Same name to you, but God knows my name. And he comes to me and deals with me and treats me as an individual. He knows my name. He knows your name. You're not just a number to the good shepherd, one of the 99, one of the several billion. No, you are you to him. He knows your name. There is this, (coughs) excuse me, there's this wonderful potential of intimacy, deep, deep intimacy with God through the good shepherd that makes me spontaneously cry out, Ah! This is what I was created for. This is what I was made for. To follow in the footsteps of the good shepherd and say, yes, Lord, for the rest of my days. That's what I'm talking about. A shepherd that is so intimate with me that he he knows my name. And I know him so much that I recognize my shepherd's voice. The good shepherd knows me. When we walk in step with the good shepherd, I mean when we truly follow him, really follow him, not just playing at it, but when we really truly follow him, when we spend time in his presence and bow at his feet and fix our eyes on Jesus and focus our lifestyle on him, he calls my name. Chuck, my child, I love you. Follow me. And you know what I say? Yes, Lord, for the rest of my days. Why wouldn't you? He's risen. Way to go. Way to be ready. You remember when Mary went to the empty tomb? She didn't know it was going to be empty. Went to the empty tomb and met Jesus there. She didn't recognize him at first. Until, what? He called her name. (laughs) That must have been awesome for her, Mary. Rabboni, Rabbi, my Lord, it's you, you're alive. And she fell at his feet. 
See, my prayer is for you and for me that you would hear Jesus call your name. And when you hear it, you would respond by falling at his feet and crying out, Yes, Lord, for the rest of my days. See, the good shepherd, he knows your name. The good shepherd also cares for his sheep. Look at verse 10. The good shepherd cares for his his sheep. The second half of verse 10 says, I have come, the good shepherd has come, that they, my sheep, may have life and have it to the full. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Did you know, I'm not sure everybody believes this, but I'm going to say it anyway, but did did you know that, that everything you long for, I mean really long for, Everything that you that, that will truly fulfill you in this life, everything is in Christ. See, the truth is, many in God's house, many of His people are, are, are just fine with living a shallow life. They're just fine with that. I mean, I'm good. I'm good. I, I just want to stay here on this shallow level once in a while, acknowledging you, good shepherd. Oh, I'm your sheep. But, but just, just just leave me alone till I need you. Get back to you, sheep, or shepherd. I'm the sheep. I'll get back to you. You see, it's just there's too many of us that are living on that shallow level when the good shepherd says, I have come. Why? To give you what you're longing for in the first place. I have come that you may have life. Full life, fulfilled life, satisfied life. The good shepherd cares for you. Hey, don't be dumb. The good shepherd knows you. The good shepherd cares for you. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I have come, he says, that you might have life. Well, you know what? I really want to live. I mean, I want to be happy. I just want to live. We're kidding ourselves. Okay. We're dumb if we think that can happen apart from Christ. Because God created us with this deep place in us that can only be filled and satisfied with him. That's it. I have come to fill that place so that you may have life. Don't be dumb. I say that to me too. Don't be dumb. Follow the good shepherd. He cares for you. The Lord is my shepherd. He cares for me. The good shepherd knows me, knows my name. The good shepherd cares for his sheep, and the good shepherd protects his sheep. Brothers and sisters, I don't think I need to remind you that we live in a day, maybe more than ever before in history, where we desperately need, God's people desperately need the protection of the good shepherd. I mean, look around. All you have to do is turn the TV on and peruse What's coming out of that every day? 
and to know what is being fed to sheep that are wandering every day. If it's, and there's other things. I don't want to pick on TV. Okay, yes, I do. But I'll save that for another time. But did, did, did you get this? Did you get this verse 11? Verse 11 says, look at verse 11. I am the good shepherd, Jesus says. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Did you hear that? Did you get that? Did you hear how the good shepherd, how far he will go to protect you spiritually? See, he's ready. He's got everything you need for life and godliness. He knows how to protect his sheep. Are you wandering? Are you letting him? Are you allowing him to protect you? He will give his very life for you. In fact, he did. He is risen. risen Jesus gave his life. He gave his life for you to snatch you out of the claws of our enemy. To save your soul. You see, the enemy, a thief, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy wandering sheep. Kill, steal, and destroy. And he has stolen from some of you. He has nearly killed some of you, hasn't he? Do you know what First Peter... I don't know if I gave you that one, Roy, but let me, let me just read that one. 1 Peter chapter 2 says this. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 25 says, You, for you were like sheep going astray. But now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. You were like sheep going astray. But you see, there's hope. You can turn things around. And you can follow the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd, Jesus says. Jesus also said in verse 9 of chapter 10, of John chapter 10, he also said this, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. I am the gate. The good shepherd can only really protect you and me, care for you and me, Know you and me when, you, when we go through Him. It all starts when we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, this risen Lord that did all of that for you and for me so that we can be saved and protected and known and cared for. It all starts when we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, our Good Shepherd. He is the gate, the entry point to abundant life. Have you ever entered into this eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I mean really entered into it. When you do, you can be in and out. You can go in and out and find pasture. All you you will ever, ever need, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down. Sweet pastures. Don't be dumb. Follow the good shepherd. Go through the gate. Follow him. Leave the dumb life behind. (laughs) Yes, Lord, for the rest of my life. Dumb sheep. 
I've been there, done that. How about you? Dumb sheep. Lord, I just ask that you would save us from our stupidity. Save us. Look at verse 4 again. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Sheep who hear and know the voice of the shepherd. How cool is that? The shepherd speaks and we hear. You know the problem is in our day and age, there's too many voices out there, right? And we keep hearing all these other things and they, they draw us. And there's only one shepherd. And there's only one true voice. Now we're on our way to Pentecost, brothers and sisters. And I hope you're praying, Lord, fill me with your spirit as we travel down all the way from here to Pentecost. Because sheep really became true followers of the shepherd after they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So we're on that journey. It starts when we starts at the gate and we continue on asking God for everything He has and all that He wants to do in us and through us to become the sheep that He longs for us to be. So my prayer this morning is that we will hear the voice of the shepherd. I'm going to ask us to do something that's going to be awkward. No, you're already going, oh, brother. I'm going to ask us to just take a few moments and be quiet and listen. The good shepherd wants to speak to us. I pray that that while we do this, just a few minutes, that you would resist allowing your mind to wander. Fix your mind on Jesus. I, I, I ask that you resist talking. Right now we have one goal, and the goal is to listen to the voice of God. Listen to the voice of God. Some may want to come as we're listening, and kneel and listen up here at the altar. That's fine. You can if you want to do it that way. Let me pray for us before we start. Father, the Father of the Good Shepherd, the Good Shepherd who knows us, cares for us, and protects us, in the silence of these moments, give us ears to hear. Your still small voice. Let's listen.
good shepherd. Our good shepherd. Draw us near. Hold us close. Good shepherd. Help us to follow in your footsteps. Good shepherd. Father, so many of us just need you to shepherd us, lead us into pastures, lead us beside still waters. Give us rest. Father, the world we live in is hell-bent on keeping us away from the Good Shepherd. Lord, help us to be determined to fix our eyes on Jesus. Help us to walk through the gate that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, your Son cares for us. Because of that, because we know and we have experienced his love for us, we bring our requests to you and our praises to you. I pray, Lord, that you would be with those in our church family that are ill today. I pray, Lord, that you would touch their hearts and lives. I pray that you'd be with Olivia today. Pray you continue to be with little Josie today. And I pray that you'd be with Justin and Erica's this precious little one. Touch these ones, Lord. Father, we we pray for those people that we call shut-ins, Lord, those people that are part of our church family. They just need some encouragement. Like a Sherman Hobbs today. I ask that you'd bless him, Lord. All the others. Yeah, Laura Hannon. Pray that you'd bless her. Rose Dudash. All of them, Lord. I just pray that you'd be with them all. Father, we pray for these young men and women that are in the military, Lord. We just lift their names to you again today. Lord, there's people that are missing them, longing to see them. Just pray, Father, you'd go to where they are. We think of Matt, Jim, Donald, Liliana, Jeffrey, Jeff, Jamal, David, Jacob, Tony, Brian, Phil, Jeff, Javier, Jay. Nathaniel, Christina, Josh, Brett, Douglas, Sam, Sarah, Mark, Joshua, Edward, Charles, Zach, Colton, Carol, Scott, Mike, Josh, Lucas, Andrew, Wes, Josh, Michael, Stephen, and David. Would you go to where they are, Lord, right now? Help them to know we're praying for them. 
Help them to turn their eyes toward Jesus. Protect them, Lord. Bring them home safely to us. We pray for our country, Lord, today. We pray for our leaders. We lift up our president. We ask you, Lord, that you would work in his heart and life and give him wisdom. Pray for all the people around him that are advising him. We ask, Lord, that they would hear your still, small voice. Pray, Lord, the same thing for our governor and our mayor, those that lead us. We thank you for the police and the firemen and the emergency workers and our teachers at our schools and our administrators and all the people that serve the community, Lord. Protect them. And Father, we are grateful for how you lead us beside still waters. I thank you, Lord, that you brought the team back from Alabama safely. Thank you for what they were able to accomplish. I pray, Lord, you'd be with Grace Point South today as they gather to meet in your name and worship you. Finally, Lord, these words are precious to us. For the Lord is my shepherd. I shall lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for His namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for You are with me. Your rod and Your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And we all say, Thank you, Jesus that you are a good shepherd. In your name we pray. God bless you.